This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, August 1st. This is episode 260. My name is Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan motherfucking Duffy. Ryan motherfucking Duffy. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing. Yeah, uh, what you, what you, what's new? What's new with the, fuck, Mr. Duffy? I've just been working. Yeah. I'm trying to make more drinking videos. The, the last one I saw was, looked very professional. I, I thought it might have went a little beyond the edge. Oh, yeah? Like, Sarah's, Sarah said, goes, I liked it, but I can't like it on Facebook. I'm like, why not? Because your video implies that you're feeding a child alcohol. <laughs> what? <laughs> I maybe I missed that part. Oh, did you? Did you miss that part? Maybe. What? How? What happened? Well, in the video, uh-huh. I started off where I, you hear like the droning of kids in the background, and it just zooms in on my face. Then it pulls out, and I'm like, I thought there wasn't going to be any kids at this party, but I was wrong. Oh, so no, I haven't seen this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it might have went a little bit of, a little too far with that one, but I'm going to make a good one tomorrow. Oh, yeah? That's not going to be feeding alcohol to kids. <laughs> well, good on you. <laughs> and everything else is good? Yeah. Oh, I got one story. Okay, what's that? I don't, I don't get people sometimes. So yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. It was nice out, so I went to the dog park with Oz and Lulu, mm-hmm. and I show up at the dog park. There is a couple there mm-hmm. with their baby playing in the grass. Mm-hmm. Like all three of them, couple and no, their no, baby, and they're all playing in the grass. Just the baby, yeah, in the grass at a dog park. They didn't. They bring a dog. They brought their baby. Oh, they brought a dog too, oh, but they were okay. just letting this probably less than six month old child just. Sitting in the grass that couldn't walk. Just roam around. Yeah, just at like dog level. Hmm. Where I was like, well, I can't let Oz off his fucking leash now in the park. Hmm. Because you have a fucking baby crawling in the grass. The first thing he's going to want to do is go over there and lick it. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a dog park. Uh-huh. Not a baby park. It's not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem if they bring their, their baby with them to the park, but have it like in a stroller or off of the ground where the dogs are running around. Yeah. To make sure it's, well, and because you don't know, some dipshit could have brought its weird attack dog and. Yeah. Well, I mean, even. Put that baby like, in danger. Like Oz wanted to go over there and say hi to them uh-huh. because like his first thing he, well, his second thing he does at the dog park. Is say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. His first thing is he's got to get all the smells in. Mm-hmm. He's got to look every fence. He's got to look at all the corners. He's got to pee on every garbage can. And then once he's <laughs> taken care of that. Okay, I've, I've marked this place as mine now. Yep. Then it's time for him to go say hi to people. Mm. So he had done his, his fence walk. Yeah. With me on the leash. Yeah. And then he's like, ooh, people, 
time to go say hi. <laughs> and it's like, no, sorry, Oz. They're leaving their baby in the grass, which you could go hurt because you might run really fast at them to go say hi to it and then just run right through the baby. Just run it over. And I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. So. Yes, because you're a responsible dog yeah. owner. Don't bring your baby to the dog park or if dog you're going to let it play on the ground. Yeah, I, that seems like a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Probably not the wisest thing in the world no. to be doing. Um, Not a whole lot new on this end. I went to the Atheists of Utah camping trip. That was interesting because <laughs> I got so, there late. Uh, Because of stuff? Just, yeah, stuff and shit and things. I, I had wanted to take like half the day off work and be mm. up there like right at check-in time, and I ended up working four hours past my regular That's my regular shift, and then still had to pack everything. I ended up not even getting up there until almost 8 o'clock, I think. And that was really fucking close to just turning around and going home on my way there because it, you know, I, I pull out of the driveway after packing everything, and the sky is black, and I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> all my shit's gonna get wet because it's in the back of the truck yeah, it's probably but... raining at the campsite and it was just kind of sprinkling a little bit and and i checked the weather and it said there was like a 30 35 chance of rain you know of scattered showers no big deal and i was like oh, it'll probably be fine you know it's just gonna rain here and there a little bit no big deal so i got driving and got about halfway there and it just started fucking dumping <laughs> Just pouring like my windshield wipers couldn't keep up with the amount of rain that was coming down. And just thinking, how wet is the shit getting in? Yeah, and I was like, God, it's going to be like this when I get up there, possibly. And I'm going to have to try to unpack and set up a tent and do all this shit in the fucking rain. And that's going to fucking suck. And so I got to the halfway point and I was just like, ah, fuck it, I'll just keep going. Got up to the campsite. And it had stopped raining at the campsite by the time I got there, but everything was soaking wet, wet yeah. and muddy. And so I didn't even set up a tent. Um, I just ended up sleeping in the cab of my truck, <laughs> which really fucking sucked. Like it yeah. sucked a whole fucking um, lot more than I thought it would have sucked. I've done that a few times on road trips. Yeah, it's not as, it's, it's very hard to get comfortable. I, well, I mean, you just kind of figure it'll be like sleeping in a recliner and it's not at no. all. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Sure, the seat lays back. A decent amount, but but you're at a weird contorted angle with your legs. And yeah, and like you, there's no rolling over onto your no. side either. One like you're just kind of stuck in that position all night, and so that was not fun. And then I picked up. I don't know if I drank maybe some tainted homebrew or if uh -huh. I picked up a stomach bug before the trip or right as I got there, but I had the shits all fucking weekend, <laughs> man. Like I, I oh. was a mess the whole weekend. I mean, I still had fun, but I spent an inordinate amount of time in, in the, in the house toilet. Yeah. And you don't want to spend a whole lot of time in those. No, no, they're not a pleasant thing. And no, there's no lights there at night. So oh, yeah. it's sitting in there in the dark with, with my spiders. headlamp and spiders and there's two or three big crickets in there. And oh my. Yeah, the crickets were a super scary thing. No, it was just, I don't know, it was fun. Um, it was the first, it, we went back to the same spot that we went to for the very first atheist camping trip. And I have, I have not so fond memories of the, I mean, the first camping trip was awesome. 
but I got really tanked the first <laughs> night we were there. And the way that that particular group site is set up, you kind of walk up a hill and then there's a, you know, there's a big congregating area with the fire pit and a bunch of tables and stuff. And just beyond the tables, there's like a two and a half foot wall that's made from like railroad ties. Okay. And yep. then there was a flat area above that. And that's where I'd set up my tent the first year we went there. As, as king, just looking over your kingdom. Well, because I snore. So I, <laughs> I wanted to be away from people as much as possible, but still, you know, kind of centrally located. Yeah. And I got super shit-faced that first night and got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and forgot that I was, you know, that I had put my tent right next to this ledge. And just walked out of the tent, took two steps, and <laughs> just right over that, flat on my face onto the concrete there. And, and that's when you just go, ah, I'm just going to pee here. I just rolled over, and I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Everything's fine. I did it on purpose. Was it, was it funny? Did everybody laugh? <laughs> no, it, it hurt a lot. <laughs> I was I was all right. And so the second night, I still didn't put up a tent or anything. Slept in the truck again. I I was really tempted to just throw an air mattress in the, you know, pull all the shit out of the bed of the truck and just put yeah. that back there. I should have. I did not. And then because I wasn't feeling well and had slept for shit, you know, hadn't really slept for shit for two nights, just basically woke up the next morning and boogied home because <laughs> I just, yeah, didn't he, sleep well, didn't feel well. You just need to join the hammock life. Was not my favorite. Yeah, I I've seen those hammocks where just through tension you can lay flat like oh, yeah. even on your stomach and stuff. Yeah, like those... the one I have, I can lay on my side. Yeah, lay on my side, I can roll over my stomach. Yeah, because the way the fabric is and the way it it lays out, mm -hmm. it's flat. It's not like the old like old ones where it's like a single piece of fabric just kind of joining the end. Like laying in a banana. You were yeah, you there is no position but the banana position. Mm -hmm. And those ones you could flip out of really easily because unless they're really high sides, mm -hmm. yeah. You, flip out of them. The one I got, I can roll over in that thing. It's impossible to fall out of it. <laughs> I've proven that by being nearly pass out drunk in it, where I unzipped a hole in the thing and just had my head hanging out, vomiting. <laughs> and it, I couldn't roll out. Like I was just literally leaning as far over to my side as I could on the edge of the thing, just vomiting. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good time. But I, I, had, I had one camping trip where I had my hammock. Uh, in a nasty storm. I mean, we're probably 11,000 feet up in the top of the mountains mm. and a bad storm came through and like everybody's tent got folded over. Like the poles were breaking. They were flooded with water and stuff. And I wake up in the morning and they're all like trying to find a safe harbor. And I kind of get out of my hammock. I'm like, oh, one of my guidelines came out of the ground. <laughs> oh. Oh, one of my guy wires isn't attached to the ground Because anymore. my hammock, not only does it have the hammock piece, it's got an awning that goes over the top of it. Mm. So it's got four little cords to put in the ground to hold that tension down. And one of those came loose in the 90 mile an hour wind and the torrential <laughs> downpour. And... Hmm. Maybe I'll have to look into getting a hammock. Are they easy to, is it easy to set up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It. I have set mine up in a torrential downpour yeah. before. Uh, the only thing is that I love my hammock, uh -huh. but the company went out of business this last month. Yeah. And they're actually out of Salt Lake. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've seen those. I've seen some where it's just you can adjust the tension on them to where you can lay flat. Yeah. I may, I'll have to look into that. Um, you know, typically I would take the tent because I got the tent back when I had kids in the house who would go yeah. camping with us. And so 
basically all of the tents that I have are way too big anyway. Mm-hmm. I have I have a really small one for when Tracy and I go rafting in Moab or anything like that, where it's just barely big enough for the two of us, and we can pack it in and pack it out pretty easily and put it on the raft and head down the river yeah. and shit like that. It's not this, you know, 60-pound fucking duffel bag full of tent or anything. It's, I think it weighs like 10 pounds. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into that, but... Yeah, I like them. And, and like I said, I don't know if I picked up a stomach bug there or if it was tainted homebrew. I think it might have been tainted homebrew, and I think it may have only affected me because I was the first person to take anything out of this out of the keg like you got the head of it and it was yeah well i i i went you know i i put some beer in my mug and out of the out of the spigot came like a bunch of debris oh like, oh yeah the like uh detritus from the the <laughs> detritus the 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 fermented remains that's usually you try to filter out or maybe just like a dirty hose yeah oh yeah if the hose didn't get cleaned yeah and it's just and so had a gunked had a, up. had a bunch of gunk come out of it i would initially. have poured that beer out i did like oh, okay I, you know i swirled it around in my mug and oh, okay tossed it and did that a couple times till there were very few little bits that came out initially <laughs> and i was like eh, it'll be fine there's alcohol in there apparently not <laughs> But I, but I don't even know if that was it. Yeah. I just, I know that I did not feel terrific the whole weekend we were up there. Probably made me seem a little antisocial, but I tried to be as social as possible. Um, it was fun though. It was, it was a good time. A lot of, a lot of fun people that were up there. Um, but should we, should we do a show? Okay. Hello. My name is Tony from the Conversations with God podcast. And as the name suggests, on that podcast, I talk to the creator of the universe, God. We discuss philosophy, cooking, death and diseases, amongst other important subjects. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution podcast, which is much better than the Conversations with God podcast. Hey, Reverend Kwan. Oh, hey, Chip. Hey, uh, do you have a minute? Um, I just want to say that I'm really sorry about the other night. I wasn't thinking, and that's... I'm sorry. You coming here and saying that, Jesus teaches us to forgive. That's all you had to do. Who's Jesus? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah the guy from the Bible, yeah, oh, the Bible guy, yeah. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. All right, so we're going to start out this evening with a couple news stories that were sent to us from listener Basilis. Yeah. Who lives in Cyprus, and apparently there's a really whacked out bishop who lives there. Does he live in the hills? I don't know. In the Cyprus hills? <laughs> Is he insane in the membrane? Because <laughs> uh, he's loco. Um, but this, so, so these are, these, these two stories were kind of funny, but also kind of terrifying that this guy has any sway with people who would listen to the ridiculous things that he's saying because they're just so far out there. I hope uh, it's just a small group of people he has influence over. A very, very teeny, tiny little congregation. Yeah, I hope. That, that can all fit inside one, like, living room-sized area. Yeah. Yeah. Like Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be not great, but much more ideal than... <laughs> You know, thinking that he has sway or or holds his congregations and or holds 
Jesus Christ, what am I trying to say here? He has influence, been a long great influence day. in his community. Yes, that. And and a lot of people who listen to what he has to say. Um, he sent this. The, it comes to us from Metro. Uh, it's just Metro. Oh, it's the UK Metro. Uh, the the Jesus, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm. <laughs> it's been it's been a day. Uh, the the headline says gay people exist because pregnant women have anal sex. Bishop says. Huh. Religious leader, the Bishop of Morfu Neophytos has claimed women enjoying anal sex while pregnant is the reason that gay people exist. I just don't understand this one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that the story will make it, you know, relay a whole... It'll be much more sensible by the time we're finished well, with the story, I'm sure. I also wonder if pregnant women that listen to rap music while pregnant give birth to rappers. <laughs> Do they listen if they're butt? That no, they just put the be... headphones on their belly, oh. and they just keep rocking in the womb. Oh, right, right. Right, okay. Uh, the story says that speaking at a primary school in Akaki, Cyprus, and I'm sure I'm murdering all of these, yeah. all of the names of these places, because I don't at all know how the Greek pronunciation of most of this stuff is. The case so, is probably science silent in there. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, he claimed that the enjoyment the mother experiences transfers to the fetus, making the child gay. In a video translated by Metro.co.uk translators, he said, quote, and I don't even know what kind of accent they would have either, so let's see, we'll do a, It happens during the parent's intercourse or pregnancy. It follows an abnormal sexual act between the parents. To be more clear, anal sex. I don't know why I decided to go with Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going to enlighten our listeners right now. The image of this guy is about... He looks like Dumbledore. Yeah, he looks like Dumbledore. Black, uh, uh, dressed in black, dressed black, a uh, little headpiece thingy on. Looks like a chef's hat almost. What do really long people white always beard? Wear weird fucking hats. It's cosplay. <laughs> uh, he goes on in his quote and says, "Saint Porphyrios says that when the woman." Likes that a desire is born, and then the desire is passed on to the child. We're we're slowly transitioning transitioning into Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> the bishop was speaking during a series of spiritual meetings of dialogue that ran until this month, according to Accept LGBTI Cyprus. The meetings are open to anyone, and the audience ranges from children to elders, with people open to asking the bishop of Morfu whatever they want. Many studies have been carried out to find out why people are gay, and no definitive answer has ever been given. However, we can find no evidence of any scientific studies being carried out to find if pleasure from anal sex in expectant mothers is or ever has been a factor. I mean, is it just a ple if it's just a pleasure from anal sex, okay. But if it's the woman receiving any kind of pleasure, mm -hmm. like sh food, like... Pleasurable food to eat. Then they grow up to be chefs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> eat more bacon. Well, and, and after after reading this, and there's just a little bit more here, uh, but after reading this, I, I replied to, I replied to Basilius and I said, so he thinks that anal sex makes gay men. Where do lesbians come from? Ooh. No sex during pregnancy. How does that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, but the story continues and says, putting forward his evidence, the Orthodox Christian bishop told the people 
gathered before him that St. Porphyrios had written about the issue. St. Porphyrios is a relatively newly declared saint who died in the 90s, Oh, who told gay people they should remain single and pray the gay away for the rest of their life. That's why I was like, why did this saint speak so much on gay gay relationships or gay people? I'm like, okay, that explains it in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, explains it that it was in the 90s and right after the height of the AIDS epidemic. Well, and has he ever stopped to think about what a cruel fucking thing that is for a god to do to a person? For a god to make a person who is gay and then say, no, don't, don't ever act on that. I made you gay. Because this is a special challenge for you. Like, what a fucking dickhead. But also, now that he said this, he can never say being gay is a choice. Oh, that's true. So Because if he believes this, then being gay is not a choice. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, so so there was that. And, I, and like I said, I replied to him and said, well, I wonder where lesbians come from. <laughs> and then he sent me another one where he's like, oh, now he's doubling down. Uh oh. So this story comes to us from Cyprus Mail, and this is apparently from Cyprus itself. It says the Morfu Bishop now claims gay men have a nasty smell. Oh. Except LGBTI Cyprus has published another snippet from a recent talk on homosexuality by Bishop Neophytos of Morfu. It sounds like a superhero, Neophytos <laughs> of Morfu. Or is that a villain? Oh, probably a villain. Yeah. That would be better, yeah. Where he says gay men have a, quote, nasty, nasty smell and a specific stink. The bishop last week went viral with a clip where he said during the same talk that homosexuality was transmitted to unborn children when the woman enjoys anal sex during her pregnancy. During an answer to a question on homosexuality, he said when the couple has sex while the woman is pregnant and the sex is unnatural, as he characterized anal sex, Ah. then the desire was transferred to the fetus. The bishop said that when the woman enjoys anal sex, a desire is created, which is then transmitted to the unborn child. Uh, Okay. In the latest clip released from the talk, he cited an example of what he described as a handsome young man who visited a monk. A holy monk. And as he walked by, the monk said to him, Young man, I need to help you to tell you stop what you're doing. (laughs) What am I doing? replied the young man, the bishop narrated. This sleeping around, said the monk. You'll catch something, a disease, and die young. You should repent. There is joy in repenting. Do I get to have anal sex? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you know what I've been doing? replied the young man, according to the bishop. And how exactly did God show you this? As you walked by me, you had a nasty smell. You stink, the monk (laughs) replied. These acts you're doing, laying with men, have a specific stink which I recognize. This is how holy men receive information from God. Through their nose? Apparently. Wow. Yes, God communicates strictly through the olfactory nerves. Now, I'm not going to be stereotypical here, but the gay men that I know Mm -hmm. take way better care of themselves. Than most other men. Oh, most of them smell fucking amazing. Yeah, because they 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 really take a keen liking to hygiene mm-hmm. and smelling good and wearing moisturizer. I'm like, dude, gay bars are some of the best smelling places in the world. <laughs> uh, when I watch that Queer Eye show, uh-huh. and he's like, "What's your morning routine?" I'm like, 
if he asked me that, I'd be like, I wake up with my clothes on. <laughs> like, no, no, uh. I smell no. my shirt to make sure it doesn't smell too funky, and then I pull it over my head yeah. and I head outside. Sometimes I don't even do that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, so it was, this is how holy men receive information from God. He wasn't asked how the holy monk knew how to recognize the smell. <laughs> Which is also a very good question. Yeah. Uh, the bishop goes on to relate how this young man's family then began to pray together every morning for an hour before breakfast. And then one day what happened? This young man, this homosexual, this ex-sodomite, <laughs> was helped by the family's prayers and stopped his acts. This young man now smells wonderful, <laughs> said the bishop. <laughs> on a side note, the house got a shower in it. <laughs> The Morfu Bishop was massively criticized as the first excerpt from his talk went international last week, but the next day he defended his position on homosexuality, saying it was the stance of the church and the saints. Social media responded to the new clip by calling for protests or having the bishop brought up for hate speech. Which is interesting. I wonder if... I don't know what the laws in Cyprus are. So uh, I don't either. Basilis will have to educate us and let us know if there's such a thing as hate speech there and what are the consequences and all of that kind of stuff. I so. mean, I had seen, uh, I can't remember what fucking country it was. It just had their first ever pride parade about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Didn't go well. Didn't go well? Because all the bigots showed up with concrete or bricks and bats and... And brick bats? And brick bats and started beating the shit out of everybody. That's not good. Yeah. They basically, it looked like from one video I saw, they were literally hunting down gay men in the streets just to beat the shit out of them. Uh, that's very, that's fucking awful, man. Yeah. While they were trying to have their very, the country's very first pride festival that was allowed. And a big group of uh, assholes showed up to uh, beat the shit out of them. That's fucking awful. You know, everybody says that, oh, religion is this wonderful, peaceful thing that brings people together and makes them peaceful and tranquil. No, for a large part of the populace, it's, it's very, very damaging and, and unleashes and gives permission for some of their more pernicious impulses. Yeah. It's not a good thing in the hands of a lot of people. Like, I hate the response where it's like, just, well... If you want me to not bother you with your religion, why do you keep having to bother me with your religion? Yeah. You're like, well, I need to help you. I'm like, no, I don't need fucking help. If I wanted your help, I would ask for it. How would you feel if I kept showing up to your house saying, you need to stop believing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, if it's, I, it's, it's damaging. If I want your help, I will ask for it. And until then, why don't you fuck off? Yeah. Because I don't want to hear any of your fucking bullshit. Like, I'm happy. I'm, I'm well adjusted. I'm doing great. That's, that's fucking rage inducing. Yeah. That that kind of shit happens. And it happens way too often all over the place. Also, on the, on the topic of, uh, people coming to your door and wanting God to be in your life, mm -hmm. you know, me and Sarah, or Sarah made that new sign for our house. Oh, yeah. That's a very cool sign. Obviously, eight year old kids can't read. <laughs> oh no did they come did the uh, no, lds well, kids come around no, looking for tithing I, I i i mean i hope this kid isn't in like a bad living situation or anything but he's come to the house like three times and he needs to change his approach yeah but he comes to the door 
He knocks and he stands there until you fucking answer it. <laughs> and he all he answers the door. And I'm like, hey, what do you need? Can I make money? Do you have a way for me to make money? It's like, no. That that you should probably not go knocking on strangers' doors asking that question. No. <laughs> oh, I was. <laughs> no. Like, that's a really bad idea. Where are your parents, <sighs> young lad? That's that's a really really bad idea. Like. If I could be the telekid, I'm like, well, here's 20 bucks. Go change the oil in my car. You like popsicles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to continue with that, but no. 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 <laughs> so I don't know if our <laughs> listeners know, but yeah. Yeah. Sarah made this awesome sign that says, no soliciting. We've already prayed. We've already sprayed for bugs. We like our security system. We don't need Jesus <laughs> in big, bold type. Mm-hmm. We know who we're voting for. The only children we have bark and don't like it when you knock. So please keep walking unless you are, number one, dropping off mail. Number two, selling Girl Scout cookies. We don't want to buy anything. Seriously, don't make it weird. (laughs) (laughs) And she designed that and made that herself. That's fucking awesome. I love that. You you could put those up on Etsy or something. That's what what people have been saying. Yeah. You should. It's really good. She did a very bang up job on that. Yeah. I like it ver much. And so I'm sorry, I just I I just saw that I have a message from Taylor that made me kind of chuckle. I a looked at bit. that too. I'm like, is he <laughs> is he Jewish now? It looks like he's got the Jewish little thing he's hanging off from his hair. <laughs> that's probably headphones. Let me bl- let me blow it up here. Oh no, oh, that's the shirt. That's the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's small it looks but uh he is he is going for it. He's going for the beard, man. Had some beard questions for me earlier. I mean. I got to show you. <laughs> I'll have to oh. show you some other pictures that he sent me. All right. kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so I, I really dig Sarah's sign. I think you guys should should market them somehow. Okay. I would I would buy one. Or maybe you got, where did she print it? Or She ordered it online. So she oh, okay. she designed the, the image uh-huh. and then had an online company make it. Make the sign? Mm-hmm. Very cool. I dig it a whole lot. Next up, we have news oh. from Trumpistan. Oh, this guy—he's just I... such a fucking menace. I—we mm. really can't be rid of him soon enough. Like, if if he were gone six months ago, we'd still have decades of shit to clean yeah, up. Yeah, we we, we were talking about all the impeachment stuff before we recorded, and yeah, it—they just the, the people need to grow some balls and start doing. If they need to get on it. Yeah. So, all right, before we get to the Trump story, I want to talk about impeachment a little bit because we did talk about it before we started recording tonight. And there are now, I believe when we were watching the news, oh it said God. 117 yeah. Democratic members of the House it's, it's who are in favor of the, impeachment. At the tipping point of being a majority. Yeah, there's very few people remaining to have it be a majority yeah. of the Democratic caucus. And so the way I view it, and, and and I told Ryan, well, you know, pre-show that this may just be me being overly optimistic, idealistic, thinking that people are acting with with good reasons or not acting for good reasons or, with a larger plan or goal in or mind. Strategically. Yeah, they're they're doing this as a strategic thing that, you know, Nancy Pelosi saying that she doesn't want to begin impeachment hearings. And, and start the impeachment process because she thinks that it may be damaging to 
the prospects for Democrats to to gain more seats in the House or Senate and, or take and, over the presidency yeah. that, you know, it would harm Democrats chances of winning in the next election. And that's that's pretty much been what everybody has been saying. It is her. You know, she has said her stated reasons for it are that she thinks the country isn't behind it. And honestly, I don't know if I've seen anywhere where she's stated her own personal beliefs about it. Uh, the she, only thing that I've seen is is her saying that she thinks the country isn't ready for it. There's not enough people behind it yet. Well, I think she's avoiding the, the, actually answering that question. Mm -hmm. Because even earlier on when people said, well, are you going to impeach? And her response was like, well, we're really far from that. Not enough people want to support it. Mm -hmm. Like, So she's never answered like, as far as I've seen or can remember or that I've, or that I've heard, I haven't seen her voice her own opinion no. on the matter. Like if she thinks it's something that should happen or not. It, which makes me kind of think she's avoiding it because mm -hmm. she might not be for it. Yeah. And that could, that could be the case. Me probably projecting a lot of shit onto her. I, I am of the opinion and I, I don't really have much to back this up. This is, like I said, this is me wishfully thinking, mm -hmm. being overly optimistic perhaps that she views this and in and it's a calculated decision to not start it now you know we know that an impeachment proceeding will take x number of months to to carry out right? yeah and the and perhaps or i'm hoping that that it's just a political calculation where she's saying okay we know that it's going to take this amount of time the elections are in november next year so we want to pace this out so that all of the really damning stuff about Donald Trump comes out as we lead up to the election so that all of this stuff is coming out. And it's just a steady drumbeat of all of these heinous things that Donald Trump has done throughout his presidency. Yeah. These are all the things that we should absolutely remove him from office. You know, these are all of the reasons that we should remove him from office. And here's the evidence that we have to back it up. And this is undeniable. You know, you can't you can't brush this under the rug. You can't explain it away. These are crimes that he has committed while serving as president of the United States and that she's hoping to time this so that it would have the maximum amount of damage would be dealt to Donald Trump. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hoping for. That's, that's my secret desire is that that's the, what's really going on that it, all, that it is all just political calculation. That she thinks that, that absolutely we are going to start an impeachment process against Donald Trump. She's waiting for the timing to be perfect because you don't want to start it too soon and then have the impeachment proceedings end well before the election, send it off to the Senate and the Senate fails to convict and then have the orange fuck stain, you know, all over the news. I told you, see, <laughs> now they've even gone as far as trying to impeach me. There was the Russia, 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 and the fake Mueller report, and the witch hunt, and now they've impeached me. Nothing, nothing. There's nothing that has come out of any of this because I didn't do anything yeah. wrong. Everything is fine. I'm a good guy, and these Democrats are just after me. And I can see that that could be an issue, right? That if it, that if it ends before, you know, way before the election happens, that that could be the case. So I'm hoping that she's just trying to time it out to where it's all perfect as far yeah. as the schedule for voting and debates and everything like that. And that they're having long, deep discussions internally about this that they just haven't made public and that it is something that is going to happen. That's that's my secret hope and desire. And like I say, I'm probably just 
projecting way too much onto her. Love, you know, this is this is what I would like to think is going on, but I have no evidence for it. Yeah. It's it's just what I it's my secret it, hope. I hope so too. And I was just trying to find it, find a good number, and I was couldn't find it. But going through the timeline of Clinton's impeachment, mm-hmm. and I got to over a year going through all the events that happened. Mm-hmm. So his lasted at least a year. Mm-hmm. His whole process for impeachment. Yeah. So yeah, if they if they started doing that this November, that will bring it all the way to election time. Mm-hmm. Which would be a possibility trying to do this as a strategic thing. But I also think she doesn't want to do it because she doesn't want to lose her house speakership. And she thinks it'd be damaging and she wants to retain her position. She wants to not be the one to be like, well, fuck you, lost. So you have a more cynical view of it. Yeah, but at the same time, I could see it being like, hey, you didn't have the balls to fucking do what it took to impeach Trump. So you're out of that seat. Like, we're not going to let you be the head of our party when you can't even do what is a majority of the party wants potentially. Mm. So no. So, well, she's in a sticky position right now because with almost half of the caucus saying that they're in favor of impeachment, once it gets to where the majority of the caucus wants it, she can only stall for so long before they're, before she's going to have a real mess on her hands. And what is is it? 65% is considered a super majority or, uh, for Congress, I can't remember what the percentage actually is. Uh, it depends on what context you're talking. Like for about. like voting I mean, and stuff, or like if a super ma- the super majority votes for something, it goes through. Yeah, well, like no I say, it, dep- what, it depends on the process and yeah. what you're. Talking well, I'm just trying to say, like, if you got like 65 percent saying they want to impeach, and mm-hmm. then she's still not doing it, it's like, hey, that's a lot more people want it than not. Mm-hmm. I can see at the halfway point being like, well. I'm still 50-50 because only 50% want it and 50% don't. But when it comes to a lot larger majority of people wanting to go through with impeachment and she's still not doing it, mm. I think then that's way more damaging for her at that point. So I just while, – while we were hashing out this little bit, another thought occurred to me um, that it could also be the, the political calculation of, okay, we can begin the impeachment proceedings and we'll – We'll have them run while we're playing out the election, right? While the debates are going mm-hmm. on, while the primaries are happening, while all of that is going on. And even if we don't get to the point where we have completed our impeachment inquiry and are ready to hand it off to the Senate by the time the election rolls around, then hopefully it will have done enough damage to Donald Trump that he won't be that he won't be elected again and or if he is elected again the democrats will also pick up a bunch more seats in both the house and the senate and if they pick up enough seats in the senate that then perhaps they would have a better chance at that point of impeaching him and and then since they've already gone through most of the process the election happens if donald trump for whatever reason is reelected and democrats are able to pick up enough seats in the house and the senate particularly the senate where their votes could end in a conviction of Donald Trump on impeachment and have him removed from office, then that would be a great thing also. So it's like I say, you've got to, you've got to pace this out and time it just right. And I'm hoping that that's the political calculation that's going on. We've still got what, 13, 14 months, 12, 15 months yeah. until the election. So it's a long, long ways off. So there's, there's, there's quite a bit of time and, it's quite a bit of time still for more and more people to get on board and then have just a steady drumbeat month after, you know, day after day, week after week, more month information. after month of more and more information about what a horrible fucking person well, Donald Trump is. 
do you think Trump, I mean, I think it's a far-fetched that he would, but that he would take the Nixon route? That he would resign? Yeah. I think that if he, well. He knows what, unless he is that fucking conceited, he has to know what they're going to uncover about him do it during an impeachment process and what they're going to tell everyone else that people have only maybe suspected right now mm-hmm. of his dealings. I think the only way in which Donald Trump would resign would be that there were some type of agreement ahead of his that resignation. That he would get that, immunity on the outside. Yeah. That basically we've, we've got this impeachment proceeding going against you. So if, if he happens to be reelected or whatever, and it gets to the point where he knows that the impeachment is going to happen, you know, either he loses the election and then can be prosecuted for the crimes that he's committed while he was president, mm-hmm. or he's reelected and can see the writing on the wall that, oh, now Democrats have control of the Senate and the House. They're going to impeach me. I'm going to be removed from office so I can resign. And then I think it becomes a political calculation for him. How long is he willing to wait? to see which way the wind is blowing and if he's going to be impeached or not. Because at the moment the elections happen, if Democrats take over the Senate, it's game over for him, right? Yeah. Oh, then yeah. he's then he's done. And mm. then he won't have anything to bargain with because True. they can just vote to remove him from office and then prosecute him. Yeah. But if he if we start the impeachment process and he resigns prior to the election happening, you know, where where he can read he can read the writing on the wall and see that it's going to happen. Democrats are going to be picking up a bunch of seats that then he can, you know, make some backroom deal with Pelosi, with Schumer, with anybody else in, in power in the democratic party to say, okay, so here's the deal. I know I won the election, but, uh, I can see, you know, you're going to be, Maybe take it, or I, I I expect I'm going to win the election, but you're probably going to pick up enough seats. I will resign as long as you promise that you won't spank me and put me in timeout. <laughs> right. Because he, because at that point, all he, because if he loses the election, then he's hopefully going to be prosecuted and put behind bars. If he wins the election and Democrats pick up enough seats in the Senate to convict him, then he's going to be removed from office and hopefully put behind bars. But if he can read the writing on the wall to where Democrats are going to take over the Senate and they'll have the House, hopefully then he would just resign. I don't know. It's yeah. going to be an interesting fucking but, 15 mean, months, man. I, on one hand, I think his narcissism is so fucking great yeah. that he doesn't think he could ever end up in prison. That he, he True, he's a narcissist and he lives in a bubble, but he's also a fucking coward. So he is, if he if he can see that yeah, shit's going to happen. He'll roll over and start fucking crying. He'll start but, sucking his thumb and I mean, crying for mommy. He's he's had what I I, I thought I thought somewhere where he's had over like 3500 lawsuits against him. Mm. And he's won everything just by giving them fucking money. Oh yeah, well that's been his modus operandi since day 1. He could fucking walk was I did a boo-boo. Somebody needs to pay for it and fix it so yeah. that I can go on making boo-boos. So, well, I guess technically he can't do that unless it's a really, really fucking super shady backdoor deal. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's... Which it would have to be someone else that's equally as unethical as him. Well, and, and I mean, you know, we've got a long time for this all to play yeah. out. And, I mean, it could be the case where 
he can see and perhaps the Democrats can see, okay, yeah, we're going to impeach you. That's going to be damaging for everybody. It's going to hurt both parties. It's going to to tear the country apart. It's going to be a big to do. But it's but, also going to damage the Trump name, the brand. Right. Right. But I'm saying if he has actually impeached, if he's, you know, if he is removed from office through the impeachment process, that's that's going to be damaging for everybody. They're, you're going to have Republicans who yeah. think it's all a setup. It's a scam. Democrats are, you know, it's going to be the QAnon fucking conspiracy oh, yeah. theories to to break the Internet. But if if he realizes that he has the real potential to spend a lot of fucking mm-hmm. time behind bars and, you know, Pelosi and Schumer see, oh, well, he's willing to work with us and we can, you know, possibly save the entire country from a whole lot of pain and strife. If we have him basically say that he's done some things wrong and he'll just leave office. Maybe he doesn't even have to admit to anything or everything, but just say, I oh. can see the writing on the wall and it's time for me to go, whatever. You, you know, know you know, he won't admit his wrongdoing. Right. Well, and that's just the thing, too, is that I don't think they should believe a fucking word that he would say to them, even in a back oh, yeah. room, in a, in back a back room, room yeah. deal, because he's a fucking liar and a narcissist. And you know that the second they actually cut a deal with him and he skates free on that, he's, he's going to be all over fucking oh, yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. All over Twitter, fucking lying his ass off and about it. Fox News and everywhere else. Yeah. Breitbart. Yeah, it'll be ugly. He he needs to go to prison, I think, yeah. is what has to happen here. Whether it, that's that he's impeached and removed from office or he loses the election and then is prosecuted. It's he needs to have some real consequences here. It's like it's like the little kid that you you've you've seen them around you go to a restaurant and the parent is like now billy stop that stop pulling that strange yeah. woman's hair this person you've never met you know don't bother them don't bother them i'm gonna count i'm gonna count to three. One, two, two and a half. i'm gonna count i'm almost at three yeah. two and three quarters you better get over here and there's never any consequences for it right and then and i kick the kid whether it's whether it's a natural consequence or they're put in time out or whatever there's by and large, I'll, I'll, we see people all the time where there's no consequence for their actions, and so they don't learn any better, and they keep doing the same shit. They mm-hmm. they fuck up all the time because they've never had to face the consequences of their actions. And he has never had to face the no. consequences of his actions, apart from maybe paying more money than he wanted to to sleep <laughs> with a porn star. You know what I mean? <laughs> he he had to pay her off so that he could still win the election, yeah. and he's bought people left and right all over the place. But I, I also, like, because we know he's a narcissist horribly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I somehow feel that his brand, because even as president, he's still selling the Trump brand. Mm-hmm. That's all 45 is, is his Trump brand. Oh, yeah. He's more concerned about that, in my opinion, because that's what makes him money. He's really not worth anything. His businesses have failed. He makes money off yeah, he's of- He's a terrible fucking yeah. businessman. The only thing he makes money on is people giving him money so they can put his name on a product. The only thing he's ever been successful at is being a reality TV star. And even- That's it. Yeah. That's it. All of his other businesses are basically bust. Oh, did you- I can't remember who- I was. There was a guy that was a Trump insider that said that he had met with them during like the campaign talks and stuff. Hmm. And he said he walked into the campaign headquarters at Trump Towers and he's like, wait- isn't this the set for The Apprentice? I'm like, yeah, it is. 
That was what they were using for their <laughs> campaign headquarters was the set from the fucking apprentice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely way full of himself. I just, I don't know how full of himself he is. Like, if he's that deluded that he just would never release his grasp, even the most tenuous of grasp on power. Yeah. Faced and, with the prospect of going to jail, like how far would he actually, how far would he actually take it? It's like playing a game of chicken I, where, I think, where the consequences, you're going to go to jail. Yeah, I think he'll take it right to the fucking edge. Yeah. Right well, at that yeah, last I minute. I mean, uh, for sure he'll hang on as long as he can, but how long, how long it, can is that? he hold out? How long, how long would he be willing to push it knowing that the consequence is a long fucking stretch in prison? When he finally realizes it's real. Yeah. Um. And the other question. When the FBI kicks down his door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the Oval Office. Yeah. <laughs> um, so California is now passing the same law a couple other states are trying to do where you have to release your tax returns in order to get on the primary ballot. Yes. Now, he has to win that primary election in order to get onto the normal ballot for that state, correct? Say that again. So if he's if his name is even though he's going to be the only name for the Republican Party on the ballot for most states because nobody's fucking running against them. Sure. Yeah. Running unchallenged. No. No. Yeah. Running unchallenged. Yeah. No primary challenge. But if he doesn't submit his taxes to even be considered for the primary in California, does his name then not end up on the actual final voting ballot for that state? Correct. Okay. Yeah. If if he doesn't win the primary. Because he wasn't even a member, of, yeah. he wasn't on the ballot. Then yeah, he. It, that would be my understanding anyway. That that, that's you, the way I was kind of understanding, but the way they keep like wording these things, like he won't show up on the primary ballot. I'm like, I don't care about the primary ballot. I care about the actual <laughs> final fucking ballot. I'm worried about the big ballot, the, the final ballot, the, the important one, ballot, yeah, the, the one that matters. Yeah, that's the one the I one care that about. Really, really matters. I don't, I don't care if he's not in the primaries. I care that he's not on the end ballot. Yeah. So. Well, and it's not as if he's going to win California anyway, but no, but I mean, a few other states were doing it like, well, like Rhode Island, I thought was trying to do it and like New Jersey and stuff. I thought they were trying to do the same thing. Yeah. But those are typically democratic states anyways. Yeah. Well, and it, but well, the other big thing is do those states split the votes or is it all one, all the one person? Yeah. Some, some states are winner take all, some split it up. Yeah. It depends on the state. I can't there. remember how California does it, but if California is like, well, you're not even on the ballot and guess what? We split the vote. So you're going to lose yeah. a shit ton out of that. hundred percent goes to the Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, well, this again is one of those things we talked about on a previous episode where the result of Donald Trump's uh, presidency is going to be a shit ton more regulation oh, yeah. around elections yeah. and and running for president. Yeah. Not just even running for president, but qualifying to run for in certain states. Well, and I would and I would hope that there are going to be a whole lot more regulations that would restrict the power of the presidency. Because we've we've said you know, we don't have a dictator. We have a president he, who has They're to, supposed to, be who has to go through laws. Congress is the one yeah. who creates laws. He signs them into law. He's he's the one who provides the agenda. He's, yeah. he's the cheerleader, basically, right? He's, he's the he's, he's the supposed CEO to motivate of the government. His, 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 he's supposed to motivate his agenda for Congress and Senate to go and pass laws and have them vote on it. Yeah, but we see him acting unilaterally on a ton of shit. Mm -hmm. Fucking, <laughs> basically... You know, creating law via Twitter for a bunch of different shit. And yeah. I, and I hope 
that there are a whole lot more regulations and laws passed around that kind of shit that severely rein in the powers of the presidency because clearly he has way too much power. Is is it shitty that because of this president, the uh, uh, library, the Congress library thing? Library it, of Congress. Library of Congress. I'm like, I couldn't. I'm like, wait, which way, which way does it go? Which way does it go? Uh, is going to be filled with stacks of Twitter pages. Yeah, that's weird, right? That they're actually having to print those out and <laughs> yeah, put them because in the library. every because that's official government records. Government records yeah. now is his Twitter account because that's how he communicates with people. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have we're gonna have things uh, like Kafefi and hamburger yeah. and uh, so yeah so. A hundred years from now, they're going to look at this shit in the Library of Congress and go, what the fuck was going on? Who the fuck is this idiot? And why did these idiots vote for him in the first fucking place? You know, like we look at like some times in history, like they were stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's going right to be now. us. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred years from now, people are going to be looking back at the record and going, how are people that fucking stupid? And they survived? Barely. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's we'll do the story on him when we get back. Cause okay. I need a little break for a second. And we ranted for a while. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. We have the Latter Day Lesbian Podcast. It's the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. And so we do that every week on a podcast, don't we? We do. You're supposed to jump in. Sorry. Just jump in any time. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. We are available on your favorite podcast app. Just uh, look for Latter-day Lesbian, where your favorite podcast can be heard. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. I believe in an America where the separation of church and state is absolute. Where no Catholic prelate would tell the president, should he be Catholic, how to act. And no Protestant minister would tell his parishioners for whom to vote. Where no church or church school is granted any public funds or political preference. And where no man is denied public office merely because his religion differs from the president who might appoint him or the people who might elect him. I believe in an America that is officially neither Catholic, Protestant, nor Jewish, where no public official either requests or accepts instructions on public policy from the Pope the National Council of Churches, or any other ecclesiastical source. When no religious body seeks to impose its will, directly or indirectly, upon the general populace or the public acts of its officials, and where religious liberty is so indivisible that an act against one church is treated as an act against all. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, before we went to break, we were talking about Donald Trump. And I had brought up this story, and then we started ranting about impeachment and stuff. Yeah. I think it was a good discussion. It's it's Those are some thoughts I've been mulling over the last few days since we recorded last. Like, I can't understand why they haven't. Why everybody's not all in on this, like, fucking pounding that drum, get him out of office, he's done horrible things, he needs to go. I think most Democrats that are civilians and not in politics are on that side. Yeah, I would think I so. Think I, I, would, I would go with the majority. But, you know, I've, I've also argued with people online about it, so. Well, that's why I said a majority, not everyone. Yeah, that's true. 
and and you you get this distorted view online too, right? Because the people that agree with you are less likely to argue with you on the topic online, right? And then you do get one or two people who will argue with you, but you don't know exactly where they the fall. representative value of that, right? The, there's no way to quantify how many people agree with that person. So yeah, all you can do is try to have a a reasoned discussion with those people. And I don't know a lot of the arguments I get in online are really frustrating because people just become entrenched. Like you can show them specifically where they're wrong and why. And they're still like, well, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, if you want to change the subject, we can talk about something else, but it would be great if you could at least acknowledge that you're not particularly correct on this thing. But anyway, uh, so we were talking about Trump because I'd brought up this story. Yes. Apparently he is worried. This comes to us from businessinsider.com. The headline says Trump is reportedly worried that Fox News is being taken over by liberals trying to undermine him as his war on the network escalates. Mm. There's there's mommy and daddy are fighting a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not getting along as well these days. And it's because he's a giant fucking narcissist who expects them to just fawn over him all the time. And so when Fox News actually reports something accurate about him that isn't portraying him in the in the right light, he loses his fucking mind like like he's been betrayed i mean pretty soon here the only person he's gonna have to go to is tucker carlson tucker carlson and what's that other fucking what's the other cockwad on there i was gonna say uh, was it, uh, hannity that, sean hannity yeah is that that guy's a smart for some reason fuck. i had morning joe in my head too though some of those morning shows that fox does uh well that's fox and friends morning joe is on msnbc who's yeah that's fox mika and, brzezinski and okay. joe What's his fuck? I can't think so of his was, last name right now. Yeah, the one, the, like, there's one guy on the the Fox and Friends thing in the morning that he always seems to like laugh at the worst fucking jokes and still just loves <laughs> Trump. Like, I don't know how the women on that show with him don't look at him and go, "Really, you dude? Asshole? Really? <laughs> Are you serious right now?" Yeah. Uh, the story says the president, Donald Trump, has been quizzing friends, advisors, and media allies about the loyalty of Fox News. <laughs> the loyalty. The lo- yeah. How fucking deranged is this guy that he thinks the fourth estate needs to be loyal to him? How much more of a dictator is he acting like when he's requesting loyalty from everybody? My state-run media outlet is not saying the things I want them to say. You know who d- who demanded loyalty? Uh, Saddam Hussein. Just about every other dictator that's ever been in existence. Yeah, Saddam Hussein demanded loyalty, and those people that won't give him his loyalty, he killed them all. Mm-hmm. Even the politicians. Um, citing three sources who have spoken with the president about the subject recently, the outlet reported that it is very much on the president's mind. The sources said Trump had repeatedly asked, what the hell is going on at Fox? And remarked that he's been good to them. Yeah, because he always calls in. Oh, yeah. he Because he watches Fox and yeah, Friends. He watches it live it. and calls in. I really like what you're doing over there. You guys keep it up. Total bitch hunt. Instead of getting his daily briefings, he's watching Fox. <laughs> Eating hamburgers. <laughs> According to the report, Trump has expressed concern that the Fox owner, Rupert Murdoch's sons, who are playing key roles running their aging father's media empire, are very liberal and has asked his allies at the network whether the younger Murdochs can be trusted. Oh, jeez. Whether they can be trusted to report the things that he wants them to report. Because if they're not trusted, fair and balanced. killed. Yeah. (laughs) We report, you decide. 
He has also reportedly instructed senior aides to do more interviews with networks other than Fox News, which has previously enjoyed unparalleled access to senior members of the administration. So, like, what networks does he tell them to go to? Breitbart? No, shit, I'm trying to remember the name of this other network. Is it like I, one I of those faux networks, those, like, internet networks that are the right-wing ones? Sort of. It's a, it's a very, it's a smallish media outlet, but is, like, super ultra conservative right wing wackos. It'd be like, it would be like staffing the entire network with Bill Hannity, uh, not Bill Hannity, Sean Hannity clones. That's how far right wing and deluded this, this other network is. And I can't remember the name of it. I, I read an article about it last week or earlier this week. Are they on the web or are they actually on TV? That I can't remember for sure. I know there's a lot of like web-based channels that are very ultra-right conservative oh, yeah, that sure, you can absolutely, yeah. subscribe to. Yeah. The uh, story continues and says, In March, Lachlan Murdoch, Rupert's old, eldest son, took over as CEO of the Fox Corporation, the parent company of Fox News, following the sale of 21st Century Fox to Disney. An extensive investigation by the New York Times found that Lachlan favors championing the conservative nationalist positions of hosts like Tucker Carlson. Yay! Yeah, because Tucker's a great guy. But Lachlan's younger brother, James Murdoch, a former Fox executive, has told friends he's embarrassed about Fox News' coverage and takes a more liberal po- political position than his brother or his father, the Times reported, which basically means he doesn't think that we should be propping up a dictator. Like, liberal compared to those two people, oh, yeah. when we're yeah. looking at the spectrum, is, okay, these guys have have this meter pegged out on the right, and this and guy is more just liberal. a little bit pulling yeah. it back. He says more liberal than his brother and father, Yeah, not that he's very liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trump's anger at Fox News might come as a, as a surprise to many, given its frequent reports favorable to Trump. Star hosts, including Carlson and Sean Hannity, have acted as informal advisors to him. Yeah. But the president has recently publicly accused the network of bias against him. Quote, Watching at Fox News, weekend anchors is worse than watching low ratings, fake news at (laughs) CNN, he tweeted earlier in July. The network was said to have provoked his ire by broadcasting live footage of soccer fans in a French bar chanting insults about him. Did you see that? <laughs> so when they when they report just shit that's happening that doesn't show him in a favorable light, he loses his shit and well, and the thing is, whips is, his diaper off and starts pounding it against the wall. Once once the people in the control room figured out what was going on, that feed got cut pretty quick <laughs> because have you have you seen this footage? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all chanting, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. They're like, oh, wait, we can't say fuck on here. Uh, The president wrote that Fox News is changing fast, but they forgot the people who got them there. No, you did not put them there. They've been there for a long time. Pretty sure Fox News was around long before you were president, and they were a right-wing outlet way before you were president. I mean, yeah, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity have been doing this for like 20 fucking years. Yeah. Uh, the story concludes and says earlier this year, he lashed out at the network for hosting town halls with Democratic presidential candidates, which <laughs> I mean, it, I would imagine that that's got to be if it's not outright illegal, that's got to be skirting the law that the president is telling a news network not, trying to dictate <clears throat> to them who they can and cannot have on their show, especially if it's political, saying you right. will not have any of my competitors on your show. Yeah. That's just, that's fucking crazy, man. 
That, I mean... Not that I would expect anything more sane from Donald Trump, but... One thing all dictators have is their own state media. Yeah. Which yeah. he's already called for. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, not a good guy, if I haven't made that clear. I, I'm not a big fan. No, you haven't. What, I mean, so let me get this straight. Uh-huh. You you think Trump is, um, what is it, uh, the opposite of good? Bad, yes. Yeah, bad. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a revelation. Bad Trump. <laughs> bad you, Trump. You have heard it here first. <laughs> uh, next up, we have a couple of right-wing politicians who are not my favorite people. I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised to hear this coming from Marco Rubio. The, the story after this one, I'm not at all surprised. This one, I was a little bit surprised because it's way more religious than I previously had thought Marco Rubio was or, or shines a light more into well, his religious views that I didn't know were that far out of the mainstream. I figured he was fairly religious. Like, well, sure, yeah. Like, I mean, not the, the extreme as some others are at, but I mean, uh, not trying to say all immigrant family, because he was, his family was, he was Cuban, right? Mm hmm. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of Cubans have very religious feelings, yes. and some of them believe a lot of supernatural stuff. Yes. And being raised in a culture like that, I could see him having very strong religious views. Yeah, I guess. And maybe he said stuff like this in the past that I just haven't paid attention to or have forgotten, which wouldn't surprise me because I'm getting older. <laughs> but, but uh, ooh, oh no, I'll tell you later. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry everybody. Uh, Squirrel. So this <laughs> this comes to us from Talking Points Memo. It says Rubio, God's rules win over Supreme Court decisions. Republican presidential candidate Senator Marco Rubio said in a video posted Tuesday that he believes people of faith should ignore laws that violate their religion. That's bullshit. Yeah. What? Because then you could just make up any religion you want. To violate and laws. Say, yeah, and say, well, my religion says I don't have to do that, so. Only if they accept your religion. It's, it's like they just don't think about the repercussions. They don't, they don't think far enough ahead. Okay, well, if we do this, what are what are the outcomes that we're going to see well, from this? What what are the potential downsides of doing this? Once again, when I hear that that thing being said, it's Christians, right? Yeah. Don't have to follow these rules. Yeah. Now, if you're of some Rastafarian religion that believe you should smoke weed every day, well, that ain't no real religion. And listen to Cypress Hill. Yeah, that ain't no <laughs> real religion. They don't believe in yeah. the same God I believe in, so that stuff's all bull. So then we go against the Constitution there, which says you have religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, or as some interpret it, you have the you have the freedom to be Christian. Yeah, <laughs> you have the freedom to be Christian or be persecuted for not being Christian. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> Story continues and says that uh, Rubio told the Christian Broadcasting Network that no law is settled, making reference to Supreme Court decisions that legalize same-sex marriage. In essence, if we're ever ordered by a government authority to personally violate and sin, violate God's law and sin, if we're ordered to stop preaching the gospel, if we're ordered to perform a same-sex marriage as someone presiding over it, we're called to ignore that, Rubio said. We cannot, we cannot to abide by that. I, I'm guessing that's a typo. We cannot to abide by that because government is compelling us to sin. So when those two come in, into conflict, God's rules always win, he added. Now, here's, but 
you can't be forced to do any of those things. Right. Yeah. He's saying if we're ever ordered by a government authority to personally violate and sin, violate God's law and sin, if we're ordered to stop preaching the gospel. You can you can have church whenever you want. Yeah. There are certain places that you can't storm into and start preaching yeah. the gospel. You can't wander into my fucking living room. Nope. Unwelcome, unannounced, uninvited. Or my and schools. start preaching the gospel. You're not supposed to do that in public schools. Nope. There uh, are places where there are limitations on you practicing your religious faith. That doesn't mean that you can't you, have your religious yeah. faith, that you can't do it in your own church, temple, synagogue, whatever fucking strange building, your house, a closet, out on, out on the, out on a city sidewalk yeah. that you can do these things. You can do them wherever you, wherever you want with very certain and, and very limited Restrictions on those things. Hell, you can do it in your bathroom while jerking off the Virgin Mary if you want. <laughs> it reminds me about what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh, the story says that that rhetoric deviates a bit from when Rubio weighed in on defiant Kentucky County clerk Kim Davis, who was jailed because she refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples earlier this year. Rubio said in September that the clerk's office had the, quote, governmental duty to carry out the law, but that there should be religious freedom protections for individuals working in the office. Now, if you remember that case correctly, Mm -hmm. she didn't want to give them out. So they said, okay, have someone else do it. She said, no, I won't let them do it. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't do that. That's because you had other people in that office willing to sign those for them. But you won't allow them to. So does that go against, is that infringing on their religious belief then? I suppose it would depend on if their religious belief entails that they should, as part of uh, practicing their religion, issue marriage certificates what, to same-sex couples. What if they were uh, uh, humanita- or humanists that believe that that should be allowed underneath their uh, then yeah, she would yeah. be. Then she would be violating their religious freedoms for sure. So, but he's a hypocrite. Surprise, <laughs> a, a hypocritical <laughs> Christian Republican. Uh. I I just don't know where we would ever find another one like that. Ooh ooh ooh! White House <laughs> or this next guy, the uh. frothy mixture, returns to the news after being the, away for some time. Scrantorum. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Scrotorum. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from Church and State. Says Rick Santorum's separation of church and state, a communist idea, not an American one. I I don't believe that. I don't believe so either. And actually, uh, I pulled some audio from from one of our former fantastic presidents or, or somebody who is still loved and admired to this day, that I will be using as a drop. I may have put it in before this tracker after it, but either way, it'll be in this show. So you can all hear what somebody from our past has had to say about this who was serving as president of the United States. Because we don't do this live. We don't know where it is. (laughs) Um, In a conference call with members of right-wing pastor E.W. Jackson's Stand America, that was posted online today, former Senator Rick Santorum disputed the existence of the separation of church and state in the U.S. Constitution, dismissing it as a communist idea that has no place in America. A listener on the call told Santorum that a number of the things that the 
that the left, uh, aka the Democrat Party, and the president is pushing for and accomplishing, actually accomplishes a number of the tenets of the Communist Manifesto, including the amnesty, the elevation of pornography, homosexuality, gay marriage, voter fraud, open borders, mass self-importation of illegal immigrants, <laughs> and things of that nature. Wow, I didn't realize that was all in that manifesto. <laughs> the likely presidential <laughs> candidate replied that the words separation of church and state is not in the U.S. Constitution, but it was in the Constitution of the former Soviet Union. That's where it very, very comfortably sat, not in ours. Of course, Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, among others, referred to the separation of church and state when explaining the amendment which they drafted. Later in the call, Santorum continued to lecture. That's just it, too, is they're so fucking completely ignorant of history. And the Constitution that they say they love so fucking much, they don't know its history. They don't know how it came about. Yeah. They, they can read the text at a basic level, but they don't understand the deeper context of a lot of the things in the Constitution. Or that there's other pages to it. Right. <laughs> Later in the call, Santorum continued to lecture President Obama on race in America because Rick because Santorum would have a, a real eye toward knowing what all of that's about. Telling Jackson, who once criticized a desegregation plan as social engineering, that Obama harmed race relations and ironically failed to do something transformational. So, Obama harmed race relations because, how, why, what? Because he was a black man who was elected president of the United States, and there were a bunch of racist, fucking ignorant, shithole fuckwads who couldn't fathom that, who couldn't take it, who couldn't stomach the idea of having a black man as a president? Pretty much. Is that how he harmed race relations? I would love to, I would love to hear more from Rick Santorum I mean, about why he thinks Barack Obama harmed race relations in the United well, States. Well, they didn't get the reparations. I mean. And how <clears throat> fucking blind and pathetic is it that Rick Santorum will say that about Barack Obama, but will not say the same thing about Donald fucking yeah. Trump, who's a racist fucking fearmonger sitting in the White House? What a coward, hypocritical simpleton this fucking frothy mixture guy is. When you cavort with Al Sharpton, you certainly aren't into racial reconciliation. <laughs> that sort of sums it up right there, he said. You surround yourself with folks who are not healers, but dividers. <laughs> oh, my God. This president has been the divider-in-chief on so many fronts. You had hoped, as you mentioned, Bishop Jackson, you hoped that on this front it was an opportunity for the president to do something transformational that he could have been that figure that could have made a real difference in a racial reconciliation, could have made a real difference just within the black community, and he chose to take a different path. He chose to use it as a wedge issue, as opposed to an issue that was one that he said he wanted to accomplish when he was going to heal the country. He has done anything but. Yeah. That just blows my mind. It's like he lives in Bizarro World. Well, he does. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say about that, other than that it's just so fucking far out there and wacky that I 
don't understand how he could say that with a straight face <laughs> and how anybody within the sound of his voice didn't immediately just go, what the fuck are you talking about? Right right now, I'm, I'm trying to find uh, where that thing is said in the Soviet Constitution. Oh, where it says that in the yeah. Soviet Constitution? It says Article 13, but there's nine articles with separate articles involved with them. Mm. Okay. Well, let's see if we can find that. We'll be back. Okay. This is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God and Sex, Power, and Partisanship, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. These anxieties you're describing, they're very normal for this stage of sobriety. The fog is lifted from your brain, and now all these competing thoughts are trying to assert themselves over your mind and your life. You need to rework step three. Admit you're powerless and that there's a higher power in control. Well, I didn't do that step. I don't understand. Well, I'm an atheist, surely. You know, I reject the story of some sky daddy whose approval I'm supposed to beg for. I skipped all of the steps that had God in them. Well, but that's most of the steps. I know. That's why I was able to blow through the program in record time. Because you didn't actually work the program. See, AA only works if you work it. Jim, your yips are directly related to this issue. You're white-knuckling it. You're trying to control your life and your sobriety, and you can't. So you need to find a higher power that works for you, or you're not going to be able to fix it. Hey, so all I have to do is find God in the next 24 hours. Is that what you're telling me? Mm -hmm. no, no, that should be a stamp. Thank you. I mean, I don't even know where to start. You could start here. At a Catholic church? Real-life Slytherin? No. No, thank you. At least with Mormons, you get magic underwear in your own planet. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I have some good news. Good news, everyone! Good news? <laughs> A little bit of good news. Finally, after more than a year of dealing with shit, I get to go pick up my CPAP shit tomorrow. Yay! Dude, and this week has just been playing Crazy. phone tag between... So apparently, I go to my regular doctor. She sends me to the sleep study center. Sleep yes. study, I do the sleep study there. And then they send that information off to a third-party medical billing company to coordinate with a home health care service to provide the equipment for me. So it goes from my doctor to mm -hmm. the sleep center to this third-party billing company who sends this home health care service to me to do all of this. And in between, I'm the one who has to try to coordinate between all of these moving you know, while I'm juggling and spinning all of these plates, I'm the one who has to try to coordinate all of this and then try to figure out how much I'm going to still have to pay out of pocket. Now that it's gone through four hands. And it's taken more than a fucking year for all of this shit to get sorted out, right? And just this week, I made probably a dozen fucking phone calls between those four entities trying to get this all sorted out so that I could finally get my shit because how fucking long ago was it that I even did the sleep study? It's been well, more than a like, month. Oh, wait, oh, definitely. I was going to say maybe two months. 
it's been a long fucking time yeah. since I did that. And when I did it, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get you all taken care of. This should be about a week and you'll get all your stuff and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Fuck no, dude. It's been easily more than a month yeah. since I did the sleep study. And tomorrow, fingers crossed, I mean, I have an appointment set up to go and do it, but I get, I get to go pick up my shit. They'll fit me with the mask and all that kind of stuff, show me how to use it, whatever. And then I bring it home and set it up and... Hopefully tomorrow I'm going to sleep really well. <laughs> You're going to wake probably up an not. all new man. <laughs> I probably won't sleep really well the first you, night because I'm going to have this you apparatus have a, on. And yeah, anything, but, something from the fucking alien films attached to your face. But Yeah, <laughs> a face hugger. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully within the next few days I will get accustomed to it and, and sleep better. But it's just been this giant, enormous fucking hassle, right? And I still, still don't know how much it's going yeah. to cost me ultimately but it's one of those things where it's like okay well i don't know how much it's going to cost me i have i have good in health insurance which, i mean comparatively speaking doesn't mean shit usually yeah well well like i say it's it's good compared to a bunch of other plans yeah. that are out there that aren't terrific mine mine is good compared to garbage <laughs> or none or nothing at all right yeah and so i was dismayed when i see and hear a bunch of the shit coming out of the most recent democratic debates yes where a lot of the democrats on stage are regurgitating republican talking points about medicare for all and our healthcare system and all of this bullshit that is at least from my point of view and everybody that i've talked to about it just absolutely fucking wrong yeah i you mean know, i i think it was almost about 20 minutes of that first night mm -hmm. was dedicated to them arguing over this. And it, 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 to me, to me, the things that they were arguing about were just fucking stupid because. Or straight up lies. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, I mean, they're, they're kind of half right, right? Like they say that one of the, one of the biggest concerns of Americans who currently have health, health coverage is that they don't want to lose the coverage they have now, that they like their coverage, they don't want to lose it. And when I hear that, it's what I have now fucking sucks, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. And they're afraid or that they're I going finally to end have up, health insurance. Yeah, and they're afraid that they're going to end up with nothing or that what they will get will be worse than what they have now, which I don't see how that would be very possible yeah. because what we have now is a broken, unmanageable system. It's fucking garbage and bullshit that I've had to wait a fucking year, more than a year, to get this sorted out. And tomorrow, hopefully, I will actually have my CPAP in hand. And you won't be suffocating at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when I hear Democrats say that people are concerned that they're going to lose the, the coverage that they have now... And that they're going to have to pay more in taxes. Again, we've talked about this repeatedly on the show, and it kills me when I hear people running for the president of the United States as a member of the Democratic Party spouting right wing talking points about yep. it. That people are, are, you know, that people are upset and worried they're going to lose their health care, that it's going to, you know, raise their taxes when they don't mention in the same breath, but it will also get rid of all of the things that they're having to pay for their yeah. healthcare currently. Would, would you, would you rather pay an extra, let's just go with probably a higher number for, well, what's the, the, the medium income, let's just say around $50,000. Oh, I think it's, I I think it's a little, it might be high, a little know. high. I don't know. Uh, let's just go with that. And let's say, uh, 
$150 a paycheck is taken out in taxes to go to your single payer healthcare system. Mm. Would you rather pay that $150 in taxes, knowing you don't have to pay any co-pays or any of that kind of stuff you go and no get a help? No co-pays, no deductibles. Or would you rather pay the probably $500 a month you're paying right now for insurance, and then you still have to pay co-pays, deductibles, and everything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and it just kills me when I when I hear them saying that shit. And feeding into all of that and not realizing that yeah, ultimately people will save a whole lot of money. And it, apart, even a, let's, let's set aside even the fact that they'll be saving money probably in the long run. Just not having to deal with all of the goddamned hassle of it. Yeah. Not having to deal with a third party medical billing company that this sleep center that my doctor sent me to uses to send another company to get me my things. Like that, that, that is several layers of bullshit. That I shouldn't have to fucking deal with for more than a goddamn year to get the things that I need. Yeah. And the thing is, you would know exactly how much that CPAP machine cost. Right. Because there would be a set price on that, that no matter which doctor you go to, it's the same price. Well, and it wouldn't matter necessarily to For, me what the yeah, price is because I would just would have, have insurance cover it. or or a healthcare, you know, a system of healthcare that is going to provide the things that I'd need. Which is it's not it's not going to be well if you have enough money then we can give you the medical equipment and supplies that you need to live a a more healthy and happy life. No, it's you get these things as being part of our country as yeah. as being a United States citizen, you get healthcare as a right. As as you are paying taxes on it. You have this. Yeah. As a service for you for paying taxes to pay for this, you get the things that it's, you need. You don't have to jump through all of these fucking hoops. You don't have to wait a goddamn year. You don't have to walk into picking up your equipment tomorrow, not knowing how much you're going to have to fucking yeah. pay for it. Now, does anyone, well, unless you're in an unincorporated county, sometimes they have to pay this. But if your house was, let's say, on fire or being burglarized. Would you hesitate to call 911 because you wouldn't know how big that bill was going to be? Yeah. No. You know why? Because your fucking taxes pay for that. Mm-hmm. Your taxes pay to make sure that you have firefighters and police there to come and help you. And on the flip side, how many how many times have you personally been in a situation where you're like, Jesus Christ, do we need to call an ambulance? Should we, should we call 911 and have them get an ambulance on the road here? Or do we just drive shit, in there ourselves because we can't gonna, afford that? Yeah, is that going to cost way too much? <clears throat> and we should just throw this person in the car and drive to the hospital as fast as we can, hope that we don't get pulled over and rush them into the emergency center there. Or what goes on a little more frequently nowadays, call the fucking Uber. <laughs> because it's honestly cheaper for you to get an Uber ride. Than it is to call a fucking ambulance. Yeah. Which does nothing more than to delay medical attention you might actually need right now. Yeah, because if an ambulance rolls out to your place, they send in the EMTs and paramedics who can start providing medical attention. Who can start providing medical care for you. And if you're just driving yourself or calling an Uber, then you're not getting that attention as immediately as if the ambulance was there and you had trained professionals who are there to help you. Yeah. Yeah. and. Like I said, we, we can go through this again. I I don't know that our listeners, well, in case we have new listeners who are <laughs> hearing this for the first time, if 
you take all of the money that you're currently paying for your monthly health care coverage and you add in all of the money that you would pay for your deductibles and for your co-payments and you do away with all of that, all of the money that you're that your employer also contributes to your health plan. A lot of people don't understand or even know that in addition to the amount that you pay for your health care, your employer pays a fuckload of money also. So if you're not having to pay that anymore, your employer is not having to pay that anymore, but then your taxes go up a little bit and your employer, now that they don't have to pay all of that, can give you a raise because they're saving – Tens of thousands of dollars or on their employees. They every might year. do what a normal corporation does and, and buy, a, buy another yacht. <laughs> but in any event, you are not going to be paying as much as you are now in total. Yes, you'll be paying more in taxes, but let's just pretend for a moment. Let's say that the amount that you're paying every month for your insurance, insurance premiums every month. Why don't you just count that as taxes now? It's taken out of your paycheck already. You never yep. see that money. Nope. You can see on paper that you could have gotten it if you didn't have health coverage. Yeah. So that already in a way is kind of a tax, right? I mean, you can you could you could look at it as a quasi tax because it's money that you've earned but that you won't get because it's going to pay for services for you, right? Yeah. It's something that you that never went into your wallet. It's nope. gone. It was it was basically just yours on paper and that's You are it. never going to get it in the first place. Right. And whether you use the services that you're paying for or not, you're still paying for them. Yep. And so you could just, in your mind, just picture that the money that you're paying now is the taxes that you would be paying. But rather than paying that much money for it, you wouldn't have to pay, you wouldn't, you would, your total costs would go down because aside from not paying that, we'll just call that your tax, right? But now you're not going to have to pay, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25, $50 or 100 if you go in for an emergency. You won't have to be paying those co-payments whenever you go to see your doctor if there's anything wrong. Additionally, you won't have to pay the, you know, 1000 to 5000 yeah. or $10,000 deductible that you're going to end up with if you have a major health event. Yeah, how many people out there that go, well, I've already got good health insurance, but you have a $10,000 deductible. It's like, do you have $10,000 liquid right now that you can afford to spend if you end up going into the hospital and having a $20,000 hospital bill? Right. Do you have that on hand? Can you afford it right now? Most Americans probably can't. Right. Yeah, well, most most people live hand to mouth. Yeah, they get they get paid. They go shopping and they have whatever funds they have available until the next time they get paid. They they pay their bills. They buy groceries. Hopefully, they can buy their medications. A lot of the time, they can't because they're so fucking expensive. If we if we pass legislation that says, okay, now everybody's covered universally, we're going to increase your taxes by whatever amount. It's going to be probably less than you're paying for your premiums now. Yeah, but we're cutting out third party billing agencies. We're cutting out. Yep. The insurance companies who they're, they exist solely to reap money from sick people. Yeah. That's what yeah. they do. It, it, it'll also cut out the people that work for the hospitals that find out how do we not have to pay this? Right. How do we, how do we not have to pay this or how do we not have this person get the medical attention that they need? What else can we do besides the thing that they actually need mm-hmm. that we think might help them or at least delay the process or discourage them and they'll end up just finally fucking off because yeah. we don't want to have to deal with it or pay for these claims. None of that would exist anymore. It would all be gone. It would just, it would be this huge weight lifted off of the collective shoulders of the United States citizenry that they don't have to deal with all of this bullshit yeah. anymore. 
that they don't have to get statements every month from their health insurance company and their doctors and try to compare the two and see, oh, well, the, the insurance company says that by contract, my doctor can only charge me this much, but the doctor initially charged this much, so they wrote this much off, and then this is how much I still have to pay. And then I look at the bill from the doctor, and the doctor says, oh, well, we billed your medical insurance company this much, but they're only sending us this much, so you still have to pay us this much. Yeah. It's it's such fucking garbage and nonsense and confusing and a pain in the fucking ass to have to do that. It's Every an enigma. Every fucking time you have to see your doctor. Yeah. Imagine if all of that was just, poof. Gone. Gone. Oh, and now guess what? People are more willing to go to the doctor when they're first feeling symptoms of something. They're getting help. And they don't not wait until it turns sicker. into an emergency. Yeah. Or something that has caused irreparable damage to them now that they have to move into a maintenance mode now of, of controlling whatever ailment they have. They headed it off at the past. They won't even develop something that is a long-term, lifelong, life-affecting ailment that they'll have to deal with forever. So we, we would be a healthier nation. Yeah, we'd be a healthier, happier, much calmer, Dan stress level reduced yeah. nation. Now, what about these immigrants? <laughs> We're going to let these immigrants come in here and get health care, aren't we? Oh, God damn it. No, we can't take care of other people. But wait, if I go on vacation to, let's say, Canada. Yes. And I were involved in a nasty automobile accident. And I was automobile? Taken, yeah, and I was taken to one of Canada's finest hospitals. Would I leave with a bill? No, bacon. No. Yeah, I might get some Canadian bacon, <laughs> but I'm not leaving some with syrup. a bill. And guess what? Guess what there, Mr. Ellis? What? I don't pay taxes in Canada. <gasps> you don't? No. Is it because you are not a citizen Because there? I'm not a citizen of Canada. I don't pay taxes there. But guess what? Oh. If you get injured, yeah. you pay the same amount as a, as a citizen of that country. <gasps> no. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? They don't charge you the American price. Uh -huh. They charge you the same thing they charge everybody else. They charge me in those fake Canadian dollars? Yep. What are they, loonies? Loonies and toonies. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, and I've had several friends who have, yeah, who have been injured while they're out traveling somewhere, and it's in some social democratic state, and they get injured and they go to the hospital. And the the doctors and medical staff treat them very well. Mm -hmm. They're 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 well taken care of. And they go to leave, and they're like, "Well, how much is this going to cost me?" And they're like, "What are you no, talking it's about? Like Twenty five bucks? What What do you mean? What is it going to cost you? This? No, you. Well, you you you're free to go. We we yeah. fixed you up. Well, actually, Mister Ellis, get back here. Uh, we noticed you rented some Skinamax on the TV, so that will be a five dollar <laughs> charge. <laughs> but I mean, that argument of well, are you just going to give Insure, uh, free healthcare to immigrants? It's like every other fucking country does. Yeah. And, and why Why would that be a huge burden and, and problem? Sure, it may cost a bit, but it's already, what, what is the cost if we don't do it? That, yeah. that they'll spread disease to everybody else? I mean, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the, Things that all of these right-wingers are so fucking terrified of, right? Oh, they're bringing drugs. They're bringing disease. They're bringing all of these horrible things here. They're infested. They're going to come over here and corrupt yeah. everything and make people sick. Well, the simple solution then is, well, let's fix them when they yeah. get here. Let's let's give them inoculations. Yeah. Let's make sure that their health is ship-shape so that yeah. they're not going to make anybody else sick. Yeah. I don't understand it. And if they come here and get inoculated and get some medical help and go back to Mexico, well... Okay. 
<laughs> we, and, already, we already got Americans going to Mexico to get medical attention anyways. <laughs> well, and, and on that subject, we, we have some audio uh, from the debate that is, I like Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I, I prefer Elizabeth Warren. And honestly, I'd probably vote for anyone. Well, I would vote for anyone of the fucking Democrats yeah. who are on stage for any of the debates, even if it were Marianne Wu Williamson. I would vote for her if she were to win the primary. I I I, I will say this about Bernie. Yeah, I do like him. Yes, I like his passion. Yes, but his talking points are getting extremely repetitive. Well, and I mean that happens when you're. It does saying, happen. I mean, it's, but it's what could, you believe, and but he could change it up. He could he could go into a different number, but he uses the same one. Every, I'm like, I know exactly what he's going to say. <laughs> it's the same thing. I'm like, Bernie, I've already heard you say that. Uh, why are we even cutting to Bernie on this? Can we just think, roll tape of him think, a year ago saying think the same of thing? A, I mean, even if you're saying the same thing, yeah. try to have a different way of saying it. Take a different tack. Use different yes. words, different inflections, at a different pace, something different. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only complaint about the way, way he does that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, know, I know that's a big thing. It does get a little repetitive. Yeah. But it's and it's good stuff. It is good stuff, but when things get repetitive, they get lost. It's like it's like hearing you know the same song over and over and over again. You love it when you first hear it, and then it's great, and then it's good, and then it's like. Mm. And then you go to a karaoke night, and you ended up killing somebody because they <laughs> played that fucking song. <laughs> I want to change the channel now. <laughs> but I thought this part from the Democratic debate between Bernie Sanders and Tim Ryan was yeah awesome, pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> Medicare for all is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs for senior citizens. It will finally include dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. But you don't know Second that. of all. You don't know that, Second Bernie. of all. We'll come to you in a second, I do know when I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> then just the look on Ryan's face of like, oh, I just got slapped. He's like, oh, right. Oh, he just. I do know it. I wrote the damn bill. He just put Ryan in the corner. <laughs> I thought that was very good. And then he continues on and says, after thunderous applause. Oh, yeah. Then it does this. Uh, it, they're just putting words on the screen right now. Don't worry about it, audience. You Before can, they start talking. Yeah, you, again. you can see it. Many of our union brothers and sisters, nobody more pro-union than me up here, are now paying high deductibles and co-payments. And when we do Medicare for all, Instead of having the company putting money into health care, they can get decent wage increases, which they're not getting today. Senator Sanders does not know all of the union contracts in the United States. I'm, I'm trying to explain that these union members are losing their jobs. Their wages have been stagnant. The world is crumbling around them. The only thing they have is possibly really good health care. And the... And again, it's really good health care compared to fucking garbage yeah. or and, no health care. And it's possibly really good health care. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, now, <laughs> what did Bernie say? Medicare for all mm -hmm. takes care of all their medical needs. Yeah. Since their employer isn't paying it, they get a pay raise. Yeah. What does Ryan say? They possibly already have good health insurance and they want to keep it and their wages are stagnant. Yeah. Well, Bernie just gave you the answer to yeah, that. Yeah, gave you the answer to both of those things. And and then when he's going to say next, where he's like, well, when they retire, uh, you just want to play it? Oh, sure. We'll just play it. All right. 
Then we the can talk about it. The democratic message is going to be, we're going to go in, and the only thing you have left, we're going to take it, and we're going to do better. I do not think that's a recipe for success for us. It's bad policy, and it's certainly bad politics. So he basically goes in and says, the Democrats are going to take your health insurance away that you got to pay high deductibles on right now, which if you get fired, that's all you get to keep. Yeah. It was, it's like, okay, yeah, but it still has high deductibles. Yeah. That still costs it's garbage. more money. It's garbage insurance set up to just wring money out of you. Yeah. It's how they, it's how they're squeezing blood from stones. Yeah. So, well, well, now not only is that union member possibly lost their job mm. and taking the one thing they had that was possibly good was their health insurance. Yeah. And now they get sick and they got a $4,000 deductible. Well, they're out of work. They can't afford that $4,000 deductible. Yeah. Well, that's just it too. Like they don't even necessarily, you know, right now they have good health coverage because they have a job and they're a member of a union. Yeah. If their wages are stagnant and, or they lose their job, then they have no fucking health coverage. Nope. What then, Tim Ryan? How do you fix that? Um. Oh, uh, well, they can keep the... No, they can't because they're... Oh, well, fuck. Tim, <laughs> Mr. Tim Ryan there is acting like he knows every union contract and every union contract says you get to keep your health insurance. <laughs> but he just told Bernie that Bernie doesn't know every union contract. But I will say this. Every union contract, I guarantee, has a fucking deductible. Uh-huh. And underneath Bernie's plan, no more deductibles. No more copays. Yeah. Just so that sounds better already. It, it's, it's, it's playing into fear mongering and scare tactics. Yeah. And then using them against the party that you're running for. Like, yeah. that's fucking stupid. <sighs> but. Yes, sir. I'm done talking about insurance for the night and all that kind of shit. Oh, sh- should we r- go back real quick? Because before we went to a break, we're talking about that Russian thing. Oh yeah, and then we oh, forgot right. to forgot to bring it up. We looked it up. That Russian thing? Are you referring to Donald Trump or something else? Uh, that, that's <laughs> oh, ooh, the Russian connection. Uh, so all we could find on it was before oh, right. the, the uh, yeah before the Soviet Union came to power. I only found it on a right wing site, and it quoted nineteen eighteen. I think eighteen. I think that was it. But the first. Soviet Union Constitution wasn't until 19, was it 1936 that we found? Uh, I thought it was 24 or something like that. It was like 1924 and then 36 and then 77. Yeah. They had three separate constitutions. And but we couldn't find, find the actual text of anything. Either. In the actual Soviet Constitution that yeah. took place after the uh, the one when it wasn't the Soviet Union. Yeah. Yeah, so we couldn't we couldn't find actual text to support anything Rick Santorum says, which I'm not surprised about, but it could just be that it's because we couldn't find any text at all. Like I so so you dear listener, if you are so inclined and or just have the information readily at hand, if you could point us in the correct direction to find the actual text of the the constitution for the USSR or Soviet nation, then that would be awesome. And we can verify whether Rick Santorum is full of the frothy mixture that he is. I mean, we did find that they had religious freedom. Yeah. Which. Oh yeah. And one of the constitutions that specifically guaranteed religious religious freedom. freedom. Yeah. Which is funny because everyone's like, the Soviet communist state is 
atheist. It's an atheist state. It's like, well, this is gave them their their freedom of. Um, well, and it, well, but even the text of that sounded like it may have been the case where they did not have religious freedom. Before, well, because it said that several people were up in arms about it, and yeah. upset that they included it, and well, and, and, and that the there religious the, people, the bishops, the the Russian Orthodox churches yeah. were trying to then get like churches reopened and some yeah. of the things that they'd had previously. So, and then there was during the sixties and seventies, right after the red scare and stuff where they did have an anti-religious phase again. Yeah. But yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't find the actual text of any that said separation Soviet of church Union, and state. Yeah. Uh, constitution. So if you can find that, please let us yeah. know. We, we found it pre Soviet union. Cause now I'm really curious and I would, I would like yeah. to, when, when one of my right wing friends brings up that. Rick Santorum's bullshit, I can go, well, you know, push my glasses up and say, actually, <laughs> that was pre <laughs> during the actual Soviet union from blah, 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 to blah, blah, blah. It said this. And ever since then, it has been this way, and from 19 blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it would be great to have that information mm, available. Facts. <laughs> facts and information. Yes, yeah, sir. That'll wrap things up for us this evening. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Alan Firth. New Mania. Christy Kalbach. Gaytheus. Larry Wilson. Stephen Andrews. Let Them Eat Covfefe. Two Skeptical Chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Utah Outcasts, Janet Uter, Wesley Aaron, Andrew Vodapich, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Megan Kennedy, The Foz, Jesse Pointer, Freethinker215, Chris, <laughs> Krusty the Clown, and Mr. Black support Camp Quest. Captain Samples, Savita Kuna, Purple Dragon, and Taylor Grin. Thank you all so much. Yeah. I really appreciate your patronage. I, I honestly do. If there's anything you guys need from us or want from us or want us to... Do special on the show. Let us know if you want to. If you want to chat with us, let us know. Yeah, y'all, y'all hold a special and dear place in my heart. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so for as little as one dollar per episode. And there are ways that you can even tweak that to where you send us like a dollar a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are so inclined, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/GodlessRevolution, and we would greatly appreciate you doing that. If you can and are so inclined, if you want to support independent media, if you like. Having independent voices on these, if you like just hearing us ramble yeah. and swear a lot. Then if you like my shitty jokes. That would be great. <laughs> if you want more, let us know. Uh, but uh, until next week, crucify Ronald Reagan because he was a racist. Leave a review and you might be able to get your prostate tickled for free. <laughs> and to ensure the gay population increases, have anal sex five times a day towards Cyprus. And to ensure the... <laughs> <laughs> have anal sex five times a day <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold out <laughs>